I'm Jeremiah Craig. Thank you for tuning in. I got stories to tell and songs to sing. Now they call me a balladeer to find out why just lend an ear at me. with me a little while and I will promise I will make you smile. My name is Jeremiah Craig. Thank you for tuning in. Shake a leg, shake a leg. It's the first day at the new gig. And all day long you're listening to Jeremiah Craig. Good morning, everybody. This is Jeremiah Craig coming at you on Monday, March 5th. Today's my first day at the new job over here at Kite Rocket, where I am the new digital marketing specialist. My last day at the uh, old job was on Thursday. So I'm feeling good, feeling ready for this new gig here. So I'll be in and out during the day. But I wanted to start this topic here. My fiance was talking to me yesterday about a YouTuber who dances to some music. Like, he just makes up his own choreography for popular songs. And apparently, this dancer has been having some trouble with YouTube taking down his videos because he's using music technically without permission from the musicians. And from the sounds of it, he was kind of complaining, like, this is why you can't see these videos anymore, because YouTube has removed them. And here's my thing. I am curious to know whether or not you've experienced something similar to that. YouTube taking down your videos for using music in it without permission or any copyrighted material at all. How do you feel about that? After you do it, are you upset? Do you feel like you were mistreated in some way? Or do you like, eh, I can, I can understand why YouTube took it down. Um, but how do you feel about YouTube removing your videos when you use popular music? And do you ever do that? And has YouTube ever taken any of your videos down when you use popular music? I'm interested to know your experience with YouTube removing your videos or any other platform for that matter, removing your content because you're using copyrighted material. Let me know. Jeremiah Craig, it's your girl Sheena Diane, and I want to talk about the YouTube thing because yes, I have had this happen more than once. So I actually, um, I guess I could say it was successful even though I wasn't like a YouTube star, but I had a very popular YouTube channel called Sheena the Henna Queen. It is still there. I get quite a few views on it and actually continue making money on um, my YouTube channel. Until just recently because YouTube has changed the rules. Now, if you have to have, I think, um, what was it, a thousand subscribers and um, 
up-to-date content and I haven't updated that content in over two years content in over two years so I don't fit that qualification so unfortunately I will no longer be making a paycheck from those uh, videos which kind of stink because that was a nice little extra in my pocket each month <laughs> even though it was only about 20 to 50 but still hey that's money that I didn't have to work for but anywho, so I used to do videos and when I first started, I would put radio on in the background. And um, I learned very quickly that I could not monetize those videos. I also did a Christmas video with one of my favorite bands, which is Pentatonix, and it was their uh, Little Drummer Boy. And all I did was a slideshow of photos of me and my family for Christmas. And that also got taken down. Now, I did petition them and let them know that, hey, this is just for my family. I'm not monetizing it. I'm not trying to make any money off of it. It was just a family video that I'm only sharing with my family. I'd be lucky if 10 people saw it. So they did go ahead and put it back up. And I think actually to this day, I think there's only 10 people that's ever watched it. So um, it legitimately was just a family video. Uh, but yeah, so I have had my stuff taken down. And it is really annoying. But in the same breath, I do understand it because nowadays, well, you would know as an artist, you don't make money the way that you used to. And the really the only way that you make money off of your albums and things is by downloads online. And so by the internet and places like YouTube kind of cracking down on these type of things, it makes you have to purchase the albums to be able to use it or purchase the rights to be able to use it, which I think in a way protects the singers, the artist. Um, because if I made a song and I put it up on my YouTube channel and then all of a sudden all these other places were playing it, I would be a little bit upset, especially if they were playing it and getting views and getting more likes. Uh, and that actually has happened with one of my cousins who's a bucket drummer. He is a bucket drummer in Tampa. And one of the most popular videos he has is not even his. So he cannot even get the revenue from that video, even though it gets millions of views. So that kind of stuff I get. I get why they would do that. It's annoying because, you know, you want to play your favorite song. Uh, but I get it. I mean, you just have to kind of be creative and do instrumentals. That's what I do. I do instrumentals in the background, maybe something that is not really recognizable, um, something that you didn't download from YouTube because <laughs> that's usually how they flag it is it's it's downloaded from YouTube. But anyway, I get it. Kind of a pain in the butt, but I get it. Hey, Sheena, thanks for sharing your experience with YouTube taking down your videos. There is a service out there, and it is called AdRev. A-D-R-E-V. And they have the technology to listen, quote-unquote, to all the music or all of the audio that is in any video on YouTube and determine whether or not a song is being used without permission. Apparently they have some way of knowing whether or not a user has a license. So this is why your videos were flagged when you used radio in the background and they still might be flagged or removed 
with you using instrumentals. And Christmas music is always going to be one of the top offenders just because it is so popular to use Christmas music in videos during the holiday season. So, uh, but there are also a lot of public domain Christmas songs that you can get your hands on too. So um, it is possible to get around that freely and easily. Uh, but yeah, you don't have to have any monetization on your videos in order for YouTube to take down your video. You could have only five views on it and they'll still take it down because of copyright infringement. But they have started a new model and they're starting, they've done this for a little bit, but it's still in the testing zone. It's still got some bugs about it. AdRev, that company that I mentioned before, which will go through the audio in a video, will also set it up so that you can split your ad revenue from a video if you are using music that you don't have the license to use. So, for example, in the case of your Christmas video, if you decided that you didn't want that to just be for your family, you could choose an option to put ads on the video, but all of the money would go to the creator and their, their, uh, their publishers. So it's sort of sketchy that way, especially if you look at it as if it's a collaboration where the music is just an extension of what is actually in the video. If you look at it in terms of dancing, right? Because the video would not be the same if it wasn't for the dancer, but then it also wouldn't, the dance moves wouldn't be the same without the music. So there are some models coming out where you can share ad revenue from YouTube videos, but they just changed their ad format. So I have to catch up to see how this ad sharing, this ad revenue sharing, is affecting the new way that YouTube is functioning with how they run their ads. Because yeah, you're right, you need like 4,000 hours viewed per month plus 1,000 subscribers and new content on a regular basis in order to even qualify for ads, right? So, I don't know, it's a little silly, but... I think we need to focus on some, some way for YouTubers, musicians to work together to figure out how they can either license the music easily or for YouTubers to reach out to independent musicians and say, hey, can I use your music? This is how many views I get. This would be great exposure. I need music for my videos. And most of the time, a musician, especially an indie musician, is going to say, yes, you can use it for free. If you link to my website, if you link to the song on iTunes or Spotify or 
what have you. There is so much opportunity for collaboration out there. So for a user, a YouTube user to say it's the end-all be-all where they don't have a choice to use music is completely it's completely wrong. You can use music still. You just need permission to use music. At the end of the day, that's all you need. And with, through buying music on iTunes isn't permission. That's not permission. That's you adding music to your... Uh, and I'm not just talking to you, Sheena. I'm talking to everybody now. So <laughs> It's just adding music to your own personal library. Right? But there should be a way for YouTubers and musicians to collaborate easier. And maybe that's what we'll see in the future. But you know what's funny, and I forgot to share this earlier, is that YouTube has taken my videos down as well. But it was because I was using my own music and this ad rev service recognized that I was using a song that may have been against licensing agreements, but they didn't know it was my own song, so they took it down. They removed my own video from YouTube with my own music. (laughs) That's how bad this stuff is. So there's a lot of room for it to grow, and even if you have permission to use it, like I have permission to use my own music, your music, your videos could still be removed, and you are guilty until you prove your innocence. That is what's wrong with these services. You know? That is what's wrong with these services. But there is lots of opportunity for YouTubers and musicians to collaborate. Love it. Hey, Jeremiah, thank you so much for favoriting my station. I really appreciate that. And as for YouTube, I completely understand why they're taking down those videos. Uh, They do have to comply with copyright laws and they don't want to face lawsuits. The unfortunate thing is that for every person being punished for this, there's a ton of people flying under the radar and not getting caught. And so people get upset about it because it's not fair. If you're going to punish someone, then you need to punish everyone. Uh, That and YouTube's stance on what they will and won't allow seems to change at the drop of a hat, so you never know with them. But anyway, thanks again, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Hey, Books and More. Thanks for the call. I completely agree. YouTube changes so often, and it seems like they change whenever something bad happens that could point back to them. I mean, if you just look at what recently happened with the Logan Paul scandal, technically, based off of the terms of service in YouTube, I don't think you could consider what he did wrong based off the terms of service. Ethically speaking, we could make that conversation where, yeah, that could be wrong what he did but based off of terms of service it wasn't and yet they took all of his ad rights away and then after that they changed completely how a YouTube user 
can make money on the platform. They changed it completely. Coincidence? I don't think so. So, yeah, they need to focus on how they make money in the future because a huge lawsuit will definitely set them back. Still, they don't treat people the same. You're completely right. There are millions, maybe even billions of videos on YouTube and still the algorithms just aren't that good to catch all of them. Yeah, AdRev has a Shazam style way to read the music and audio waves in a video to see if it matches up with something that they have in their database. And that way they can mark it for either uh, removal or to share ad rev off of that video, right? But just because they found one doesn't mean they're going to find another, right? So you might have every one of your videos taken down, but Joe Schmo might be buying songs or ripping them off of Spotify left and right and then uploading them to YouTube with a little screenshot of the album art and making ad money off of that like and not getting caught for it right so it's uh the the algorithms still need work as they probably will forever <clears throat> so yeah there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done still and honestly i don't think that you can take a 20th century method of licensing music and apply it to the 21st century now with the internet and YouTube. We need a new licensing business plan for musicians and YouTubers. And I think it comes with a blanket license for personal YouTubers or small businesses who are just trying to get started on YouTube so that they can use popular music in their videos with permission because they have purchased this blanket license for like 20 bucks a month or something, right? Something affordable so people don't feel like they're getting scammed every time they have a video removed from YouTube because they worked hard on it. This dancer works hard on his videos, right? He spends time running through the choreography, filming, editing, matching it up with the music in the editing process, choosing the music to make you feel something when you watch it. So there's a lot of work that goes into these things. And when it's just YouTube just pulls it down, I can understand how that would make somebody feel horrible. So there needs to be another option. Is it ad, ad revenue sharing? Maybe. Is it cheaper blanket licenses for smaller users who maybe as views of the YouTube videos grow, then the pay grows as well at scale, right? There's no reason why a YouTube user should have to pay the same as a major venue to put 
some music behind a video that's going to get 15 views. There's no reason. It should be at scale. So we need a 21st century method to actually make these things workable. Thank you so much for the call, Books and More. This is a great conversation, something that I'm passionate about, that I think a lot about, because YouTube and user-created content is the future. Like, that's all that there's going to be. There's not going to be any cable. So we got to figure this out now because we're going to run into trouble if we don't. So thank you for your feedback, Books and More and Sheena Diane. You're great. Have a great night. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jeremiah. I really appreciate the call-in and your interest in it. I hope you enjoy it. And I am interested to see where it goes as well. So thank you and cheers. Thank you, Sarah. You know, I am interested in this idea of describing people. Because without the visual cues, I'm looking forward to you painting the picture of their features, of their emotions, of the space that they're in and how they're reacting to that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this because, I don't know, I haven't heard anything like that on Anchor before. And if you're on Anchor right now listening, swipe back, favorite her station, because she's going to be describing people. If you're on iTunes, Google Play, wherever else podcasts are heard, search Describing People by Sarah Kalinsky and get on that because she's going to be making some good stuff. I got a good feeling about it. Thanks for the call. All right. Thank you all for the call-ins today. That's Work at Home Mom Radio and Sheena Diane. Also, Books and More and Sarah Kalinsky. Thank you for calling in and adding to the topic of YouTube rem- removing videos and sort of what we can do about it or where it's going in the future. And this idea of the 21st century licensing plan and how we can give smaller content creators who are just starting out the same access at scale that some other larger studios have with licensing music uh, gave me the idea to play this song, this next song here, called Voices in the Overtones. And basically this song is a sort of a, I don't know, it's angsty in a sense, but also hopeful in a sense. Basically, it's the idea that we can just keep plugging away at what we're doing and eventually all of the old way of doing things will just die out because we're just not paying attention to them or giving them any of our time and energy, right? 
So, and this can go for a lot of different things. For those of you who are following your dreams out there, trying to make something from your passions, uh, you may have had the experience of someone telling you that you shouldn't do it or that you will fail because the world just doesn't work like that. Well, guess what? It just doesn't work like that yet. And because you are working for it now doesn't mean the world won't be ready later. And when it is ready, you better be ready too. That's what this song is about. That's what this song is about. The refrain in this song is, we relax and sneak past in the morning. So basically it's just relax, keep doing you, and eventually you will succeed, right? Eventually everyone will change the world by ignoring the way the world is telling you how it should be. <laughs> so here is Voices in the Overtones, and I think I did play it on Anchor version 2, but now since I have a little bit more time in these recordings, I can actually record the whole thing. So here it goes. Here is a song that I wrote called Voices in the Overtones. <laughs> Scars, we relax and sneak past in the morning. Now the faceless, the built on this bark to be graceless. The earth rolled as the logs to inflate it with false empty throngs. We relax and sneak past in the morning. We were chased in to get in line for erase when we recalled some sweet wines made with raisins and we'll drink it in time we relax and sneak past in the morning oh just as i noticed we want age when we're young and youth when we're grown and paid a song from home and i heard voices in the Friends, you've had much to defend. Come in and dry off for a while. Let's talk where to begin, and I'll pack up my things and they're ready for every mile. Thanking voices in the overtone. We got half as much as we have expected. But still we took all that we could get We made it this far only half detected By all those old confederates We only got half as much as we have expected That's why we always ask high With so much not even half elected It won't take long to wonder why We were pursued at the border called 
hurriedly. Yeah, and it should be. Sang the old tunes that'd been waylaid By whiteheads with brooms from their heyday And with no stocking moons we relax and sneak past in the morning We missed schooling And still showed up late for the ruling To be branded in hate by the drooling <laughs> And with no chain on the gate we relax and sneak past in the morning <laughs> As we listened to air and we gave thanks To a beauty so fair that it outranks Any hounding despair we relax and sneak past in the morning Well, just as I noticed the passengers Blamed for a flight that never could have flown And played a sound from home And I heard voices in the overtones Friends, you've had much to defend. Come in and dry off for a while. Let's talk where to begin. And I'll pack up my things and ready for every mile. Thanking voices in the open Obsessions. We passed on our tickets to the nosebleeds. Their mistakes are our lessons, and it's cited in our own creed. After little thefts and small obsessions, we all agreed how the deal would go down. In making dates and intentions, we are only guided by the sound and the bells ring. Ignore the loud call for quick treasures They come to us all We relax and snuck past in the morning Have a good night everybody Thank you all for listening on this Monday And I will see you again tomorrow Thanks You're all the best <laughs>